0: Can both the Dolphins and Lions duo of back come through in fantasy football big time and great matchups in week 11? And we'll see Jay Stroud and Brock Purdy stay hot. We give you those answers here as we break down our look at the running back and quarterback rankings for week 11 A Locked On Fantasy Football.
1: You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Fantasy Football Podcast. We're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. We're part of the On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy team every day. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iron, and I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL betting and fantasy for SportingNews.com.
1: Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com.
0: All right, Michelle, we looked at the Week 11 waiver wire yesterday. We're going to turn the page to the running back and quarterback rankings today, look at how we've uh, looked at these guys stacked up against each other, compare, contrast to guys we love, situations that you want to exploit, situations you want to avoid in fantasy. And we'll also get to the quarterbacks, of course, here at the end of the show. So we'll have that for you. Before we do that, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free. At linkedin.com slash Lockdown NFL, it's linkedin.com slash Lockdown NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Michelle, let's go into the top of the running back rankings. Now, we're hopeful that Devin Achan can return here looking good. They're optimistic. He's had extra time and the bye here. But we both love Raheem Mostert this week. That's the thing. This matchup against the Raiders is pristine at home really looking good. You have him at 10. I have them all the way up at four. I, I'm hedging my bets a little bit just in case a Chan can't play. You have a Chan pretty high as well at eight, and I have him at five. So I'm thinking this Dolphins backfield is just going to come out and destroy this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're both feeling really good about them. I thought I was, you know, getting a little risky there having them both in the top 10, but you having them both in the top five is It's saying a lot, right? And it's a lot because of this matchup. I mean, the Raiders are pretty good against the pass, pass, allowing the fifth most rushing yards per carry to the running backs this year. And we saw both Moster and Achan have really good games together prior to Achan's injury. So it wasn't like one guy just disappeared. They're both getting the work and they're both super efficient with Achan being hyper, hyper efficient. So if H M plays, you plug him right back in because the matchup is too good and he's too talented. And Raheem Moser, you just keep playing because he's scoring those touchdowns and he's efficient as well. But then we have another uh, backfield duo, both ranked high as well. I don't know if this has ever happened before, but we've had two running back sets from the same team all ranked inside the top 10. But I have the Lions running backs, David Montgomery at number seven, and I have Jameer Gibbs at number six ahead of him. You have it the complete out op- the just the opposite David Montgomery six Jameer G- Gibbs seven we're loving both of these backs against the Bears this week I will say the Bears are pretty good against the run but for some reason we're not scared
0: yeah we're not scared because this is the Lions at home their offensive line is uh back together playing well the one injury that they're tracking but otherwise they're looking great Dave Montgomery looked explosive he came back and had that 75 yard touchdown run danced down the sidelines there and uh, uh I mean, Nassau Gibbs, he's uh, been explosive since they've given him the opportunity. So these guys are both top 10 in scoring here in terms of uh, average points per game, half point PPR for fantasy backs here. So that keeps going. There's no reason to think it will. I like Montgomery a little bit better for a couple reasons. I think this game script calls for Montgomery a little bit to play closer. They're big favorites against the Bears at home. And the other thing is it's a revenge game, so he's going to keep that in mind. The Bears didn't bring it back. The Bears' backfield is a mess, and Dave Montgomery is going to show them what they missed. So that's going to be a lot of fun this week to watch uh, Montgomery run angry against the Bears. Now, James Conner looked pretty good in his return last week, but the matchup was okay. It wasn't the greatest. This matchup is really good against the Texans this week. The Cardinals' offense starting in gear with Kyler Murray, so... I like him pretty high just because the volume here, I have him at RB9, you have him at 16. He's still very playable based on these. I think he's going to probably finish, as we like to say, somewhere in the middle there. He's just going to get the volume here. They're tired of these other backs, and uh, Kyle Murray really helps him.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised, you know, the the snap share hasn't been as high lately. And also, his last three games he played, I mean, he got hurt in one of them, so we can throw that out, right? But six points in week four, and then last week, just seven points. The issue is he's not getting any receptions, which is weird to me because he was getting a lot last year. He got a lot in week one, but the last two games he's played – Actually, the last three games he's played, he has one total reception. We would like to see that increase, or he needs to get in the end zone, which he should do in this matchup against the Texans. So I like him around RB16. He's a solid play to me. Um, Derek Henry. Uh like this dude, man, either has a great game or does absolutely nothing. It feels like he hasn't done anything for a while, but then in week nine, he had 19 points. So I, I guess I forgot about that. But week 10, three fantasy points like that kills you especially with a guy you drafted that high with derrick henry now henry typically destroys the jaguars and scores a lot of touchdowns against them and puts up a lot of fantasy points do we think he does that still since 2018 he's averaging 23 fantasy points per game against them because he has 13 rushing touchdowns over his nine matchups
0: yeah i think derrick henry is kind of like the lamar jackson of running backs, right? He has a big week and then he goes away for a couple weeks and he comes back with a big week and, and that kind of fluctuates to the point where the numbers look good overall, but you know, he's very volatile from week to week now, but Derek Henry, look, you can look at the Jaguars history here against this team, but it's unfortunately nothing to do with Derrick Henry's remaining talent here as an older back. The offensive line is in shambles, more injuries there. Will Levis is just not scaring people anymore. Like he did in the first game against the Falcons. So it's an easy team to defend here, and then they can phase them out, right? All of a sudden, they forget about Derrick Henry, put in Ty J Spears, and but it's still frustrating for a TyJ Spears person waiting because they still don't give Spears enough if Derrick Henry struggles. So it, it's tough. I, I just want to start fading the entire Titans team. I mean, we're seeing Will Levis's limitations here. Again, up front, those injuries have just wrecked havoc. So I just look at this and say, no. I, I don't love Derrick Henry, but you got to keep playing him because he's your volume based RB2 at this point.
1: Yeah. And the three weeks prior to last week, it was 19 points, 16 points, 19 points. So it's not like he's been hurting you, like, really at all. Right. There's been these two games this season where it's just complete clunkers and that destroys you besides that he's been a very very solid running back so keep playing him and i do think in this matchup i I don't think it's as good as what we're used to seeing with derrick henry against the jaguars but i think he'll be fine and then we get javante williams he's been getting a ton of carries right you have him at rb12 i actually am down on him this week at rb21 i understand he gets a lot of carries his efficiency has not been there right? He still doesn't have a rushing touchdown this season. And the Vikings are really good against running backs this year, allowing the eighth fewest fantasy points per game to the position, just 3.6 yards per carry fourth best in the NFL Two running backs. And again, like the efficiency has just not been there for Javante Williams, even with these, he's getting all the volume, which is nice.
0: Yeah. The one thing I do like about Javante Williams, he's looked really good. I think the past two weeks, I mean, he's run well, uh, big factors in those wins against the chiefs and bills did score twice on receptions here and he is involved there so if the game script somehow gets out of hand here i don't see that necessarily happening he can still make up for it in the passing game so that's what i like about javante williams he's showing he's a complete back we're seeing some Samaj p ryan in like hurry up mode or very little julian McLaughlin. so javante williams kind of like james Conner. It touches. I think it comes down to the touchdown, whether he lands a little bit more on the Michelle side of things as an RB2 or more uh, sneaking into the RB1. So that's really what comes down to a lot of these guys. But if they got volume, you pretty much have to play them because there's not a lot of guys that are going to get 15 to 20 touches guaranteed anymore running back. So we will look at some of those guys. There are actually some of those in the lesser tier here that are unexpected but those are guys that we can target in the second tier of running backs going beyond the rb 2s as well we'll get to those in our next segment but first we have to hear from a couple of our sponsors we told you to top this episode locked on fantasy football is brought to you by linkedin jobs these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business and because of that, you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified cans available. That's why you have to check on LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team, fast and free. Small businesses, small teams, tight-knit, you need to have the right chemistry. And that's how you're going to find it on LinkedIn Jobs. It's easy to create a job Then you just add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to the LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring Simple tools such as screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize you would like to interview and hire for your team. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs, number one, delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Yeah, check out LinkedIn Jobs now. It helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. And for free, post your job for free at linkedin.com. It's linkedin.com. To post your job for free, terms and conditions do apply. This episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It is the number one sportsbook in America for a reason. It's the right time to get it. It's Thanksgiving. It's the holidays. The shopping season's coming up. You want a little extra cash? You want to have a chance to win that? Well, right now, new customers to FanDuel and the Sportsbook get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. Check out the Moneyline picks there at sportingnews.com for help there. That's $150 there if your team wins just on a $5 Moneyline bet. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action than right now before the season ends here in the NFL. App is easy to use. You can pick from a variety of spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. That's what makes it very easy to get in on the FanDuel action. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off this uh, stretch run of the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right. Michelle, time to dive into the next group of running backs. Now, one guy that performed like an RB1 was Devin Singletary. It's a very good matchup. Again, following that breakout random game against Bengals where he had 30 carries, 150 yards, and a touchdown just rushing. I am an RB20. Just being a little bit conservative. You have an RB23. I just don't know if they'll get past happy and they'll forget about Singletary this week. or That's the thing. I'm not 100% sure what volume is going to get, but the matchup and the usage are looking good.
1: Yeah, this is the only reason, really, the matchup, right? That I'm fu- yeah. I'm chasing these fantasy points. I'm chasing those 30 carries. I mean, because this is the first time he's had a fantasy-relevant game all year long, right? And the first time they randomly decided to feed him like crazy. So I'm not sure if that usage is going to happen again, but this matchup is too good to worry too much about it. And like you said, if you have a guy that has a chance to have 20 carries in a game in a good matchup, you got to start him right. So, we're not saying he's gonna go off, but he's a very solid RB2 choice this week in that matchup. And then, Jerome Ford, I think, is another really nice RB2 this week against the Steelers. I am an RB20, you have an RB24. Steelers are allowing the six most rush yards to the running backs uh, position this year. And we, we saw Ford have a nice fantasy week against the Steelers earlier in the season when he came in for a, the injured Nick Chubb. That's the week, you know, Nick Chubb went down with that devastating injury. And Jerome Ford did his thing. I mean, he, he was super efficient in that game. And the Steelers haven't gotten any better at stopping the run. So I, I like Jerome Ford. He's getting the carries, 17 carries last week, 20 carries the week before that. He wasn't involved in the passing game last week, but was a week prior. So he, he does have that upside a little bit. Unfortunately, Kareem Hunt keeps stealing his touchdowns, but I still like Ford this week.
0: Yeah, I like the fact that somehow now with Chubb going down, and it's been several weeks now, but you have two viable running backs pretty much every week. Ford is maybe the volume-based play with the chance to get good combined yardage. Kareem Hunt is a good power back now to finish drives and get the touchdowns. And he's been pretty consistent scoring. And we also found out before we recorded that uh, Deshaun Watson is down for the season. So the Browns are going to lean on that running game a lot more. I'm a little bit concerned that maybe the downfield passing game isn't there to open things up, but they can still block it well up front and get going in. By the way, I also like the duo on the other side to stay hot. Uh, look, the Browns are tough run defense, but Steelers, the running game is just on fire now. So, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, if you're going that direction, you can feel good about them the way it's going uh, as well. Now, Isaiah Pacheco, you cannot feel too good about here. He's playing the Eagles. I thought he was going to have a bigger role in this offense. They're going to figure some things out. I think this could be more of a Jarek McKinnon week, but we've seen it. I mean, I have an RB 28, you have an RB 29. You just cannot play guys against the Eagles, especially a guy that you're not guaranteed to see in the passing game if you get shut down in the run.
1: Yeah, I mean, the last two weeks, Pacheco has done absolutely nothing for fantasy. Uh, well, I should say last two games for him because they had the week 10 bye. But, you know, he doesn't have a very high ceiling. There's been one game this year he's put up a, a big game. The rest have been either ma or bad, right? So I don't think yeah. he has a high enough ceiling to be like, oh, I need to play him. And the Eagles are lying by far the fewest rushing yards and fantasy points to running backs this season, only two rushing touchdowns. This really comes down to if Pacheco gets into the end zone on a short little rush touchdown, he'll be okay. Right. He'll probably put up 12, 13 points. It'll be okay. If he doesn't, it's going to be a miserable week for fantasy. Um, And that's really what it comes down to for him. And then one guy we have a little bit different ranking on it's James cook. And I understand because we don't know, what this bill's offense is going to look like this week. They fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. We don't really know the reasons why, because their all their metrics were amazing for offense this year. Besides the turnovers, which I don't really know if you can put that on Ken Dorsey, but you have James cook ranked at running back 32. I'm still open to playing him. I am RB 24. So it's not like I'm super high, but I do think the focus this week against the jets will be on the run. We saw James Cook have really nice efficiency last week. Every time they gave him the ball, he was just breaking off runs left and right. It's hard to pass on the Jets. You think they focus on the run more. And maybe this new offensive coordinator will prefer Cook more in the, you know, the explosiveness over a Latavius Murray.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of concern with James Cook, right? I mean, He did get to 100 yards, but he lost the fumble early. He was definitely benched for a little while in that game for a few series. Well, you saw Latavius Murray, the vulture, come in and steal touchdown. I thought he was dead. I thought they had Leonard Fournette on the team. And no, that hasn't materialized yet. Latavius actually looked pretty good in that game. But I will say this. James Cook is explosive. But keep in mind, in that long run, he had... Against the Broncos, he fumbled. He was very fortunate that that ball bounced up into his hands because if he had lost that one, I think he could have been straight up benched here for this game. So I don't know what to expect. I mean, Joe Brady—he's got a checkered history. He's had the great time with LSU and uh, Joe Burrow. But he had Joe burrow he's was the co-offensive coordinator. It was fired from the Panthers' job. So I don't know what you're going to get from Joe Brady. I think you'll see some of the same, but Ken Dorsey again. Uh, I think he was probably let go because Josh Allen was not executing his offense and I feel bad for him, but I don't know what you're going to get. That's a good call. Like I still think based on this matchup, you have to run. There's no way you can pass on the jets. There's no way you can do it, especially a struggling passing game. So it makes a lot of sense. We'll see if that actually materializes for cook. Now, Ty Chandler, this is a tough one here because Alexander Madison, probably not going to play with a concussion here this week. But then you look, it's that matchup that uh, James Cook just had. And he had 100 yards against the Broncos. But the Broncos run defense a little bit better. I don't know how to rank Ty Chandler. That's why I put him a little bit lower this week. I just don't trust him to get the volume. This is still a passing team. Josh Dobbs is there to also run things here. So I don't know. If he doesn't get a touchdown, I think he's going to be underwhelming.
1: Yeah, I agree there. Like, I don't think he's, I have him at RB 25. You have him at 30. So it's not really all that crazy different, but I do think Ty Chandler is a very viable option this week. The Broncos are allowing 5.8 yards per carry to running backs this year. It's not just the most in the NFL. There's no other team allowing more than 4.6. They're allowing 1.2 more carry or uh, rushing yards per carry than any other team in the league to running backs. Also allowing the fifth most receipt uh, receptions, to running backs as well now we haven't seen ty chandler used as much as a receiver but i think we will if alexander madison's out like he has a like he can catch passes and be good there we did see him get 15 carries uh last week so i kind of like i kind of like ty chandler this week again i don't think any vikings running back is going to have too high of a ceiling this year though we're going to jump into quarterbacks obviously josh jobs is going to be in your lineup he's fantastic, but we're going to get into some other guys after we talk about another one of our sponsors. Do you love playing daily fantasy? If so, you should try out Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a skill based, real money daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they go more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. At Prize Picks, you aren't competing against other people, it's just you versus the projections available instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. Prize picks adds a ton of uh, excitement to the sports viewing experience. Players can choose from a vast selection of sports and stat types not offered anywhere else. Vinny and I will go through our favorite prize picks, picks of the week on Friday's show. But if you want to get in on the action early, my favorite pick for Thursday night's game between the Bengals and the Ravens is tight end Mark Andrews. More than 54 and a half receiving yards To place that pick or other picks for this week's slate of games, all you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100 daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, let's hop into these quarterback rankings here. You know, Uh, At the top, we have the same three quarterbacks in different order, but it doesn't matter. Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, all going to be fantastic, right? But, and then of course, Josh Allen's in our top five. He's four for me. He's five for you. Shockingly, you have CJ Stroud all the way up at four. I'm eight, so love him this week. He gets the Cardinals. You are uh, real high on him at uh, number four.
0: Yeah, the Cardinals are really bad against you know, a pass. and If you look at the numbers, I mean, they get burned by this type of offense. I mean, you saw Joe Burrow go in there and just absolutely destroy them. So it, it's just a team that you can exploit week in and week out because their secondary is not very good. They don't have a lot of pass rush. So you also look at it, I like the fact that Kyler Murray's playing, right? If it was a Lester QB there, I, I would not like it. So I also have Kyler Murray bumped up. And this is a you know, kind of like... I've talked about my process there. If I think it's going to be a game where the both teams can move the ball, we're going to move them up, right? Justin Herbert and Jared Goff being an example last week. I'm not saying this is going to be a 70-point affair between these two, but I think it should be in the 50s. There's just too much offensive talent on the field with these teams, and I, I think it's going to be one of those crazy games. I don't think it's going to necessarily replicate the Bucks texans from a couple of weeks ago, but it could be close. I mean, there's just a lot of guys who can make plays – all over the field on both teams. It's a good matchup for all the weapons. So uh, that's why I like CJ Stroud. He was playing well. He's a good bet to throw for 300 yards in this game. Between that and uh, the touchdowns, I think he'll be just fine. So another big week for Stroud. And uh, this time he'll get the multiple scores without the turnovers.
1: Yeah. What do we do with Lamar Jackson? Because I still have him ranked as my quarterback five. You have him at quarterback eight. Are we just going to keep getting hurt by Lamar or is he going to come back to life? He gets the Bengals on Thursday night football. Bengals are allowing the third most pass yards per attempt this season. So you can get chunk plays on them. Lamar had nearly 23 fantasy points in week two against the Bengals. So one of his better fantasy weeks this season. (laughs) If you own if you uh, you know, Lamar Jackson fantasy manager here, are you feeling confident with him in your lineups?
0: Yeah, I think he also is a primetime player, right? He shows up in some of these big spots to put up some numbers. So I do like that. I also like the fact that you mentioned it in the prize picks read that Mark Andrews has a great matchup. It doesn't get any better for tight ends going down the field than the Bengals. So that's a great spot. If Mark Andrews has a good matchup and he's a good chance to score and you can do things with him. That's his key, right? It doesn't matter exactly what these wide receivers do, but if Andrews can score, that opens things up. For Lamar, to also do damage on the ground, so I do like this uh, matchup a lot for him. So yeah, I'm playing him. Just be a little bit buyer beware. I've dropped him a little bit to number eight. He's not in that straight up must start category, but pretty close, right? He's still in the QB one conversation. Just play him at this point. Don't panic. We saw that a little bit with Devontae Adams last week, right? I bumped him down, but also reminded you to still keep playing him. He's still better than a lot of other options. So Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think he'll be okay this week. I don't know if he'll necessarily go off, but he's definitely playable in the top 12.
1: I will say we have a difference of opinion on Jared Goff against the Bears. Now, I do know that we had both running backs ranked highly, and so you you probably think the running backs are going to steal a lot of the points, and maybe that's why you're lower on Jared Goff. But I still have him at quarterback six. You have him at quarterback 11. It's a home game for Jared Goff. And the Bears, like I did say, they are pretty good at stopping the run. So we'll see if they can stop the Lions from running even though you know the lines have such a good offensive line i still think they'll be fine but they the bears are allowing the second most passing touchdowns this year behind only the commanders and on the road the bears defense is really really bad against the pass. so Pretty much every quarterback they have faced on the road has had a great fantasy game. Baker Mayfield in week one, Mahomes, Sam Howell, Justin Herbert, all put up over 24 fantasy points against them. And then Derek Carr had 17, but Taysom Hill had a passing touchdown. So, you know, put those two together and they had a a great game as well. I I just, I I love Jared Goff this week. I think he's one of the best plays of the week.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Sometimes you rank these quarterbacks and you put someone at 11. Okay. He's not as good as some of these other guys, but it's just because CJ, I like CJ Stroud this week. I bumped him all the way up. I mean, then you have the regulars behind Josh Allen and uh, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Then again, Brock Purdy, we love again this week. And that's the guy that we can talk about as well here because we both have him at 10. But yeah, I do like Jared Goff to have a strong game I just don't think it's going to go off right I think the Bears offense with Justin Fields returning actually will struggle a little bit the Lions play much better defense at home so Lions are ahead and they're defense dominating it's going to be running 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 so uh, I, I think golf has to get his points early and hopefully he'll do that now brock Purdy, qb10 interesting that we've uh, meshed on him in the rankings big game against the jaguars it seems like he does well in these blowout games right because he's really efficient they get a lot of big plays and he has all of a sudden you look up almost 300 yards and three tds so he's comfortable at home the buccaneers obviously gave up that massive game to CJ Stroud just a couple weeks ago. So you can throw on them all over the field. Their secondary is beat up. So yeah, I mean, this could be another smash spot. I mean, you can't always expect 303, but I think if you want to just say 250 and a good shot of three, I think you can get it again this week.
1: Yeah. In uh career home games, Purdy's averaging over 20 fantasy points per game. He's a really solid start this week. It's not like if you have one of the great guys, you have to consider starting Purdy over them, but for, like, if you don't have one of the elite guys or CJ Stroud or Jared Goff or something like that, then you go with I think Brock Purdy is a really great option there. Now, you're super low into a tug Lola this week. You have them at fourteen. I have them at seven against the Raiders. I know the Raiders are a pretty good pass defense overall, and that's why I don't have them like top five, top four. but I, I do think seven because we we know at home, Tua and that Dolphins offense just performs differently, right? Tua at home this year, averaging over 22 fantasy points per game. And we know when they don't play one of the great teams, like one of the best teams in the league, they do pretty well. And I think the only reason the Raiders' pass defense is good is because Max Crosby just disrupts the opponent's pass games like crazy. I don't know if that's going to happen in this game because Tua gets rid of the ball really, really fast. So I don't think Crosby's going to be able to get to him and really mess things up too much. So I, I like Tua this week. It's not like I think he's going to have a top three performance, but I like him at quarterback seven.
0: Yeah. I mean, look again, between uh, Brock Purdy and Tua, I have Jared Goff, who you like this week, Josh Dobbs, who we say is completely live playable every week because he has the weapons on the Vikings, and Sam Howell, who's a QB three in average scoring <laughs> overall in a lot of formats, maybe a little bit lower, but top five. So again, What we're saying, I I guess, with these rankings is the fact that I think a lot of quarterbacks are going to go off and give you 20 plus points potentially this week. I think that's what we're looking at in this matchup. Now it's hard. I mean, it's good to have those riches. We want that, right? We want the bar to be raised. So I think that's what tells you this is a great week for QBs and a lot of good matchups and a lot of great offenses playing bad defenses, such as the Dolphins again, a little bit curbing it because they're playing Aiden O'Connell on the other side, so they might play with the lead and not have to expose too too much in the passing game. So something to look at there. Now Trevor Lawrence. That's it. I'm done with Trevor Lawrence until I see something. And I'm really, you'll see in the wide receiver rankings, Michelle. I'm also done with Calvin Ridley. I just don't like this coaching staff. I, I don't like what Press Taylor is doing. He's just not doing anything to get him open under Doug Peterson. They're going to have to make a change here as well. Low key, when Travis Antian's not rolling and you need help beyond Christian Kirk, you're not getting it. Now, Zay Jones has some legal trouble. So, ugh. I don't know. This passing attack and the way things are going, I I do like the Jaguars to win this game, but they're going to probably do it in their old-fashioned way of defense and running game and all that. But, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, I need to see to believe. It may come at some point. All of a sudden, the light goes on if Jones comes back or something. But right now, I need to see better scheming from this Jaguars offense. Too many weapons and bad coaching here not to take advantage of it.
1: Yeah. Uh, sooner or later, Trevor Lawrence is going to have a good fantasy day. I mean, every quarterback does I mean, Desmond Ritter has yeah. had a few good fantasy weeks this week. It doesn't mean you play Desmond Ritter every week, hoping for that good fantasy week. Right. And I think that's kind of the way you got to think of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. He's going to have probably a, a good fantasy week or two. That doesn't mean you start playing him right as soon as that happens. Right. You don't have to chase those points. You are so right about the rankings this week for for quarterbacks like such uh, really a lot of guys i love to play this week i have josh jobs all the way at quarterback 15 and i really like him this week (laughs) Like i'm fine playing him i think he has a really nice game and he's down at 15 for me just because there's so many good quarterbacks so really nice week for fantasy when it comes to the quarterback position
0: yeah and uh one guy we didn't talk about and maybe he'll come up in the deep sleepers jordan love better than expected here because of that chargers matchup at home so if you're digging a little deeper in a Superflex league, he would be one of your better options here outside of the regular plays this week. So something to consider there, but yeah, we'll maybe bring him up uh, in our deep sleepers. Uh, just I like the Packers at home against the chargers this week in general in that matchup. So a lot of good stuff to talk about also with our wide receiver and tight end rankings. We'll have that discussion tomorrow here, breaking down the guys we like, don't like, agree upon uh, disagree. There, We like to break it all down for you here on Locked On Fantasy Football and go in-depth with everything you need to know to make the right calls in your fantasy league. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. We'll see you tomorrow with the other rankings.
1: Yeah, bye-bye.